You're listening to Modern Mystic Soul, a podcast dedicated to helping starseeds like you go from awakened to activated. My name is Therese Tucker. I'm an intuitive artist, psychic medium, teacher of intuition, and author of Confidence is Magic. And I'm sitting down to talk with you about the ascension process, the spiritual growth lessons I've learned, and how to move into a more aligned frequency so you can fully experience your destiny. In this episode, I'm reunited with my bestie, epic transformational coach and creator of the Source for Shift technique, Rach Wilson, to talk about the energy people have been experiencing in 2019 and how we can approach 2020 with more ease, hope, and joy. So welcome, Rach Wilson, to my podcast. It's good to have you here. (laughs) It's nice to join you again. (laughs) This feels so familiar. It does, doesn't it? (laughs) Well, the reason I wanted to bring you on today was because you and I have been having a lot of like heartfelt talks throughout the year. And Mm. it seems like as 2019 wraps up, it's becoming more and more, (laughs) more and more of a lifeline. Mm. to each other Um, and you had posted something the other day on Facebook and it got a really strong response from people Um, so uh, can you share that with everyone just kind of what it was you had talked about yeah I after having another heartfelt conversation with you and and it was about the fact that 2019 and I can actually quote what I wrote the, the at least the first part that really resonated with people I thought I'm not the I realized I'm not the only one going through the kind of year that I am Um, and I just in that moment felt like I needed to send out love to people so I said sending love and massive hugs to everyone who has had a year that went completely sideways or just didn't go to plan at all a year that has probably pushed you to the limits a year that has felt heavy more than light a year that's brought more tears triggered your fears and brought less cheers than you imagined or hoped for a year that has tested and even broken you in ways you may not have admitted to. A year that has some, had some great surprises in the mix but have felt few and far between. Mm. A year that has forced you to surrender and let go of things you may not have felt ready to do. <laughs> a year that has likely taught you a lot <laughs> and revealed just as much. So I went on after that to, to admit that I've felt battered and bruised by this year, that there have been times I've felt completely broken, I've felt hopelessness, I've felt struggle, and for things, been in situations that I couldn't have even prepared for, and it's made me realise that for my life, that's not going to stop anytime soon. Mm. Uh, and then I shared how, you know, went into gratitude, the things that I'm grateful for, because a lot, while it has been rough and tough, there has been a lot of good that has come from it on a personal level and we're going to talk more about that shortly but it was about how 2019 was like what the fuck (laughs) it was a total wtf type of year absolutely (laughs) and the funny thing is is like if you thought you could escape it like i did it comes to get you Mm -hmm. like it comes to get you in those moments when uh yeah doesn't I felt like I was so from my perspective you know 
when I do group work and I, I do a lot of cosmic energy readings and I do them twice a month. And I realized at the last uh, spirit circle, that's where I do them, <laughs> that I was thinking that somehow I was getting out of it because I was being aware and <laughs> being the messenger. And I got like, I got laughed at so hard by my team and spirit who lovingly were laughing at me, but they were like, oh no, honey, just because you are, <laughs> just because you're aware doesn't mean you get to opt out somehow. Mm-hmm. So that really threw me because... I felt like I was doing, for me, it was, I I see all this coming and I'm doing the work, right? Like every assignment, I'm like, okay, I'll do the work. I'll do the work. And I thought that somehow that was getting me out of it, out of like having to experience the, the hardship that mm -hmm. the year has brought. Well, anything that's not in alignment has to go. That's what they kept saying all year Mm. long. Everything that doesn't fit what your you're destined to be what you're calling for what you're trying to align to consciously subconsciously and on the soul level is getting kicked out and that includes and most definitely i think resonates in behavioral patterns the way you Mm -hmm. think about things um your expectations which was one of mine right like i expect that if i know what's coming that i somehow can rise above it <laughs> no <laughs> that's not how it works no. and i think the other thing this year has done also is you know shown us where we it's almost like the the lessons that we hadn't quite got yet that we thought we got so for me the big thing about this year was learning to receive and I thought I was doing really good at it, honestly. I thought, yeah, you know, people can give me compliments. I say, thank you. Um, you know, when people offer me things, I say yes. Um, but there is a whole other side to receiving that I hadn't considered. And I was, you know, doing the the ostrich of putting my head in the sand and just pretending like it didn't exist and I was doing fine. <laughs> you know, so it was all about asking for help. Yeah. Not just and asking for real help. Not just, hey, can you hand me that spoon so I can mix up this batter? It was asking for the, the deeper level, look, I really need your help with XYZ. You know, my life really put me in a position this year where I had no choice but to ask for help or receive and receive help where um, you know, I'm a strong and independent woman, and I know many women like this. And I'm seeing a pattern in many of them. Of course, you attract people who are similar to you where they, they try to do it all on their own and they're, they're very independent and they, it's almost like asking for help makes them seem weak. Not realising I had that program in there somewhere, that was what was going on. There was something about not being able to ask for help. So this year has put me on my ass. It has made me have to ask for help and have to receive help for things that I almost prided myself on being able to do for myself. Big, big lessons. <laughs> yeah. I'm still, I'm still processing some of the stuff that I'm learning because <laughs> honestly, this, this podcast comes hot on the heels of me calling Rach yesterday and just being like, Wah! you know, like I couldn't hold on anymore. Something hit me hard. And I think uh, a big part of it for me was expectations because expectations are a son of a bit like if you want to be disappointed have expectations oh god yes <laughs> and i every of time self of others of time of laptops you know all the right things. right and under and 
expectations for me get linked into fairness and fairness is something I think I've been dealing with all my, as a child, I remember one of my like top 10 sayings was that's not fair. Ooh. Right. And so I'm thinking like, oh, I'm aware of that now. I, I'm aware that that plays out. Um, but it still plays out. And this is like, this year has been the deep, deep levels, like getting into the gutters, like getting into the corners and really scrubbing clean these toxic patterns that we hold that are keeping us miserable. Ooh, keeping the suffering in play. Yeah. So yeah, we've been cracked open. Cracked. Cracked is not the right word. Hmm. (laughs) Bashed open. Bashed. Sawn open. (laughs) I'm seeing like a machete. Like those wood splitters. <laughs> it was a little brutal if two were going to be honest. Yeah. And, <laughs> and both Rachel and I work with other people and, you know, mm. it's been everywhere. I haven't met one person who hasn't come up against some huge wall mm. or obstacle or pattern that is like, this thing is crushing them until they get a hold of it, until they can like identify it and name it and start to, you until know, let go. <laughs> yeah lean into it mm-hmm. so yeah. I, I think that so when I um got a little bit more peace of mind I took a deep nap <laughs> I did some like conscious subconscious level work and then today I reached out to Rach and I'm like we need to talk about this because um I I want people to know that if they're if they think that they're alone in this if they think they've they've done everything they possibly could and I know several people feel that way that they're doing everything right and it still seems to like crumble or fall apart, that you are absolutely not alone. Mm. Yeah. The amount of people that I've spoken to who have said almost the exact same sentence, this is not where I thought I would be at this point in 2019. <laughs> okay. Yeah, me either. <laughs> <laughs> like I thought I was done with this shit. I thought I'd be a, a lot further along. I thought I'd definitely be off maternity leave. Because, you know, my daughter is now eight months old. I had planned to go back to work like within a couple of months, but that has not been how my year has unfolded. <laughs> like, what the hell? I know. I know. And just no matter the best laid plans just keep yes. getting tossed around. And you and what we're learning is about control. And I want to oh, God, bring yes. that up in the next segment. Uh, so up next, we're going to be talking about the, the things that we have learned so far, and we've learned quite a bit. <laughs> we're going to talk about some of the major issues that seem to keep um, causing us to experience pain um, and how we've kind of learned to identify them. Beautiful. All right. So now what we want to talk about is we've talked about what's gone down in 2019, (laughs) (laughs) but now we want to talk about some of the things that we're, the patterns that we're seeing, that we're noticing that seems to be affecting us, I would say globally. Right, Rach? I mean, yeah, there's so many people all over the world having similar experiences. uh, Yeah, just similar. And one of them is this theme of control. That seems to be one of the biggest I was going to say buttholes. <laughs> you can say buttholes. Yeah, was one of the, I know, right? Uh, I was like, there's no other description I can think of except it's a big butthole. 
Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> that keeps bringing up. I mean, I, I think it's this idea of trying to mold life into something that you want it to be versus, you know, participating mm-hmm. with it or allowing what's happening to unfold. So let's talk about this control stuff because you seem to like you got some juicy <laughs> details to talk about here. So let me have oh, it. Oh, man, control. It's interesting that as life gets more unpredictable, that it creates a level of feeling insecure, not necessarily insecure about who we are, but just an insecurity around not knowing. And many people, particularly A-type people who are very on to, you know, planning the things so they can have a level of certainty and they know what's going to happen and they plan for potential problems and they have plan A, plan B through to plan Z. The thing about it is, and this is where life is, is a great teacher, is it likes to show you where <laughs> it's such an illusion having control because you really don't have any. <laughs> so it likes to remind you how to, or, you know, it gives you the opportunity mm. to create security and a feeling of certainty in new ways. And if you are trying to hold on to anything or create certainty in your external environment by holding on to people onto events onto laptops onto <laughs> I'll explain the laptop thing later I mentioned it twice now but you know control if you're trying to control how things go or how things show up or what the outcome is supposed to be yeah it's very quickly going to show you that you can't control it and I want- it's going to flip you in it I, I want to hear your laptop example, and then I've got a one of my own just to kind of show that, yeah, this kind of works across the board. So tell, mm. tell me what happened. Why is the laptop such a big deal? Oh, my God. Okay. So I'll try and keep this short because it's a very long saga. But the basic story is I put my laptop in to get fixed because there was a problem with it that I've just dealt with since early in the year. Mm-hmm. And I knew I was going away for a week and I thought perfect opportunity because I hate being without my laptop. I do all my work on my laptop. It's a, my laptop's really fast because I had it up spec. So it's, it's just familiar, everything I can do on my laptop. So while I was away taking my week off to recover and rejuvenate, I thought perfect timing, put it in before I left on the 11th of October, thinking that it, it would go away, it would get repaired or get replaced or whatever and I would have my computer back probably the week after I got home. Anyway, I ring up the week after I get home to find out what's happening with my computer because I still haven't heard anything and I expected to hear something halfway through the week before. Turns out the computer didn't even get there till Friday. Oh, my God. And I'd given it to them the Friday before. Um, And so we had the – they said they weren't even going to get to it till that week to do an assessment to work out if it was going to be repaired or replaced. That took another week. And then we went through the discussion. I decided to repair it. And there was a long discussion working out to replace or repair, but the replacing was going to cost quite a lot of money and repairing it wasn't. And also the guy had told me that it would probably be quicker to get it back. So I thought, great, not going to cost me anything. It's going to come back quicker. I'll take that option. I checked in on it every week oh my God. for another four weeks-ish. 
and kept getting told, waiting for parts, waiting for parts, waiting for parts. And no, that guy shouldn't have told me it would be back within five to ten working days because that is not correct. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And waiting for – it's always waiting for parts. It's always the parts. In the meantime. (laughs) I am using my daughter's laptop, which is so slow. Or I had to use my husband's Mac, which is also older and so slow. It was painful, which meant that it made it really difficult to get on and do any level of work. And I thought, okay, I'm being told to just focus on family, focus on recovery because I'm recovering from some some illness stuff. And I thought, okay, the universe is telling me to relax and just do these things. Okay, (laughs) relax. I'll do that. (laughs) Well, at the same time, right? And at the same time, you're also stressed out. You're worried. You're trying to be proactive. Trying to, yeah, and knowing full well that my life with everything that's happening with my son is highly unpredictable. So working through all of the the stress around that and doing my best to just manage each day and get through all the stuff. Anyway, so it seemed like my work was feeling unpredictable and uncertain. My son and my life were seeming unpredictable and uncertain. My health at this time is unpredictable and uncertain. Um, There are a few other things happening that I can't really disclose, but that also created a lot of uncertainty. And like everything that I usually count on was uncertain. It did not feel stable. It did not feel solid. So then my laptop became the focus. I need my laptop. When am I getting my laptop back? Okay, I'm getting my laptop back next week. Okay. Because well, the laptop, laptop back next week. Means you have mm-hmm. some control, right? Like that means you I have... had some control. <laughs> right. Yep. So the I, I pity the poor people I had to talk to on the phone. I did my best to keep my cool, but I seriously lost it. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> oh, like I understand. The laptop was my life, literally my lifeline. That's the level of. That's <laughs> where all the belief was. Because it's, yes. you know, the interesting thing about control is it's never just obvious that you're nah. trying to control something. There is deep, deep belief. There is hope. There is like, like you're hanging something on it. It's like mm-hmm. this nail that you're trying to hold your life onto. And it's like, I just yes. need this thing. I have all my belief that if I could have this, then it's going to then be okay. Everything's going to be fine. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, and we all do that then. then we all. Then something, yes. something becomes the focus. It's like the thing we decide to unconsciously cling on to that is, you know, it's going to save me in some way, shape or form, even if it's just to feel saved or safe. And and by the way, it's always an external factor. And I remember, I remember back in 2016, when we were doing our work together and the team said to us, they said, you need to find, you need to move your Mm -hmm. security to the internal plane. And I told Rach this and we were like, well, how do we fucking plant in the internal? Like, it's like, (laughs) sounds good. But what does that mean and what? how do you do it, right? Which is kind of the the process I feel like we're, we're working yeah. with. Yes. But and it was, go it was ahead. really really interesting because um, I could see what was happening at the same time. I just couldn't stop my from You know, you, <laughs> right, yes. you see the train crash coming. <laughs> but you can't, can't take stop your driving. Eyes off it. Like, can't yeah. stop driving towards it. And you're like, no. Like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And yet you're like it's, foot on the accelerator. I know. I know. It's like it's internal. It's, it's that part of me is watching the screen on the on. And yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So yeah, yes. I was I was attached to this laptop, and, and, and then I would get off the phone, and I would go into okay. There's a reason why this is happening. It's happening for a reason. Um, what do I need to do? <laughs> yes. What do I need to, but it was a is 
but the underlying subtext of that is what do I need to do to get my fucking laptop? Oh yes. And I, and when we get to talking about how we're going to approach 2020 differently, I want to mm-hmm. talk about transactional thinking. Cause that's going to be a big mm-hmm. part of what we address. But yeah. so let me tell you my, so I have a version like that where I have this external thing that I'm hanging my hope on. I'm hanging like, this is going to maybe save me. it's going to save me, <laughs> but it's also going to, it's going to keep me secure. I I've worked for it. So my whole thing this year was the amount of work. Like I was mm. like, I will put, I clocked in hard, like I clocked in hard, I clocked hard, in hard. strong. And it was everything that I was doing. I'm like, I'm going to take it up a notch in energy and commitment. Um, I, and, and the funny thing is we're going to talk about metrics too, because that's an important <laughs> thing to note. But I, I was doing everything that I was like, I, I know that I'm doing it better than I've ever done it. And that is true. I did it better Mm -hmm. than I've ever done it, but I was chugging towards black Friday. Black Friday is now going to be black Friday for a different reason. It's going to be like the darkest day (laughs) of my life. But, (laughs) but over the last three years, I'd been learning a strategy about black Friday for small business and I have been using it and every year it's been better. It got better and better. And so I had expectations behind um, mm. that what was going to happen, you know, and I prepared for it. I, I did all the stuff I needed to do. I ha- I felt like I was in the right, like game headspace, you know, mm-hmm. like I was a player and I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready. Bring it. You know, like this. And <laughs> on Black Friday, it was like, you know, tumbleweed, like, you're going through the town <laughs> where last year it was like, I couldn't keep up with it this year. I was like, I was like tapping. I was like, is this thing on? Like, can you, <laughs> a Therese here? <laughs> I'm like, I, I am alive. <laughs> and it didn't. Ha- and what made it worse though, Rach, what really just kind of put the salt in mm. the wound is all the, all the effort going into stopping black Friday. And which I, here's the irony. I get it. Like yeah. there are so many people in my, uh, in, in our industry, in our field who are really pushing against this and saying F, you know, fuck Black Friday. Don't do it. Buy nothing day. That's a new thing this year. It's called mm. buy nothing day. And I'm watching people who I follow for inspiration, basically shitting is what it felt like. It was like <laughs> shitting on my little business. <laughs> and it, it yeah. really hurt. It hurt because I had because of the expectation mm. and it reminds me, you know, as I stepped back from it and I stopped the panic and the, and the feeling of unfairness, like I did everything to show up and it didn't show up yeah, for me. And then some. Right. Mm-hmm. And after I got back from that and I thought about like, okay, so I have a business coach and a handmade business coach. And I thought about like, what would she tell me? Because I was like, oh, she's got to say something. She's got to be telling us something. And I haven't heard from her yet, but I went into my mind. I'm like, okay, what would she say? And she said, you know what? You've got to adapt. You can't sit there and cry about the way the world mm. is going. You need to adapt. Uh, and the, the reality is I can't control the way the world goes. Yes, it worked mm. last year and the year before and everybody was on board five years ago. That train is taking a hard left now. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got, if I sit here and I get angry about it or or hurt or take it personally. I'm not adapting. I'm expecting the world to adapt to me. Mm. 
right? And that really that, that was a huge like oh, okay, because it hurt. Sometimes adaptation hurts, right? You're not comfortable. You don't know if it's going to work. You don't like it. I don't like this. I mean, I don't mm. like it because I I felt like I was finally understanding something, and now it's like nope, change the program. But yeah, goalposts have changed. But but we know that this is the way the world works. I mean, think about just social media. Look, pick a platform. Has mm. it stayed the same year after year? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Everything's changing. The world, I mean, we are really moving toward a time where massive global change is happening. Mm. And we know it's coming. I mean, <laughs> we <laughs> we know it's coming. The stars say it. The the stars in the sky. I mean, the, the cosmos points at it. Um, a lot of, you know, a- experts in metaphysics and um, leading thought talk about these changes that are inevitable to come. Right. So it's mm. not like it's a big, <laughs> it's not really a mystery if you're paying attention, but it doesn't mean that I was necessarily on board. I'm like, no, that's fine. Mm. Yeah. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I, I like I like this train. I like this. This I like this person. That's way right. This is done. I'm like I, now that I'm used to this. I like this. This is this one. This old path was working out just fine for me. I don't know why we all have to shift. <laughs> I'm not ready. Hold that thought. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So that's but that's exactly my point of hanging your security on in an mm. external factor. That the world works a certain way. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Mm-mm. And and parts never show up when they say they'll show up. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, they do not. So if the computer has been with you know with uh, held from you, then clearly the universe wants you to know that that was an external source of of comfort or security. Yeah. And that- it's a big one. It's showing you. And we talked about this too. Where you're clinging on to something. You know, when uh, I saw this with my daughter the other day, my son tried to take a toy off her and she was not willing to let that thing go. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> so he's stronger. So he literally dragged her across the floor. We're talking the eight-month-old wouldn't let it go, right? She's eight, month, eight <laughs> months. She is determined. She has got some very mm-hmm. clear thoughts on what she wants and how she <laughs> wants it. So when Jax tried to take it from her, she was not letting that thing go. And it caused her pain because she was being yanked her pulled alarm and her hand were probably sore because he was holding it high and he was pulling it away. So the universe does the same thing. Life does the same thing. When we are really clinging to something, the harder we cling to it, Oof. the more painful it is until you can let it go. And, and it's horrifyingly scary sometimes. I'm not going to lie. It, mm. it can be really terrifying to let go of uh, the laptop being available when you think that work is going to help you or mm-hmm. letting go of the expectations of the sales you were hoping would come in because that did. Yeah, that supports my family. And yeah. and fa- when it comes to, man, when you're a parent and you've got little ones, oh, it God. feels even more painful. Yeah. To feel it, you feel helpless, and you're like, I'm just supposed to relax into this and try. I mean, <laughs> and yes, that's the answer. It is the answer, and that's it, it's been a really hard one because we live in a physical world where we we do things to get a result. Yes, that's, that's what happens. That's transactional thinking. That's a transactional thinking. Yeah, yeah, but it's that is it. That is only a very small part of what needs to happen. So just to continue on with what we've learned from this. Yes, two things. One is. Life will show you where you are trying to control and hold on to things too tightly. 
Yep. Two, which is another big thing I learned this year, is there are, are a thousand ways that are, when you're open, really truly opening to open to receiving, I'm not sure how to word this. It's like there are a thousand doors that when yeah. you open them all up, you're open to receiving. Yes. Um, but most people are only aware of maybe a third of them. And not, they're the easy yeah. ones. I was going to say not three. The ones. <laughs> if there's a well, thousand, you know three. <laughs> yeah. So there are a lot of ways that hidden ways or subtle ways that I found personally that I was blocking my own receiving. And one of those big ones is asking for what you need, like being really honest, asking for what you need and asking for help. Um, and you think, you know, you, you, it's easy to see some of the big easy ways that you do that, but when shit is down and you were at rock bottom, <laughs> there are a lot of things you need in that moment and it's really hard to ask for them at that point and even before that point. So you're not quite at rock bottom but you're getting close to it and there's many opportunities and things that you could be asking for that are really hard to ask for. And that's a big one. I, I would love to touch a little bit more on transactional thinking because this one will blow the doors cool. wide open if you can, if we can really get start to see where we do it because we do it everywhere and we don't even realize it. We're actually conditioned to think transactionally, right? An mm. exchange process, which is fine. I mean, it's going to exist and it's there's nothing wrong with it, but we need to be consciously aware of how we're doing it in every area of our life. Like I will give you affection. If you give me affection, I will sit down and meditate. If I can get calm, (laughs) that's a huge, like, so, and that's something that during meditation that was brought up to me because I, I use the headspace app. I love it. And he was talking Mm. about that. He was like, you know, the point of this isn't to get something. It is to be here. It is to, Mm. is is to, you know, be in your body, (laughs) you know, be aware of what you're doing. Awareness is the key. And I guess if you're getting anything, that would be the thing to get. But most, uh, most of the time, and I do this, I'm so guilty. I sit down to meditate, to get calm, to stop feeling stressed out, to stop worrying. Like I go to that place only when I want something from it. I'm going to add to that because we touched on this before. How many people do the work to go into visualization and connect with source energy to get success and money. Oh yeah. Oh, how, how many different programs, how many programs are there out there for that? I mean, you can scroll anything. I I was just on Instagram today and it was like meditations for money and wealth. And you know, there's nothing wrong with it, but we should be conscious of what we're doing and why we're doing it. And notice Mm. that if the results are spotty, if we're not getting what we want, it's because we're doing it transactionally. We're not, training ourselves to be in a different mind space we're doing it to get something and that is another form of control absolutely so this a lot of manifesting and look we've been guilty of it i've (laughs) we've even done it we've even shared it it's but it's that's what it is it's a spiritual version of spiritual way of trying to control life and guess what life is going to show you where you actually don't have control until you can let go of control you don't get to co-create with life. No. I mean, and, and this co-creating is a form of mastery and it takes self-awareness. And to get that right, we have to let go of 
trying to get something instantly. I'll do a yeah. little work if I get my treat, right? Like we're yeah, yeah. got lack of my cookie thinking. <laughs> exactly. Not my cookies. There's nothing wrong with having cookies or getting cookies or transactions. It's it's simply knowing why am I doing this? Am I showing up because I need to I'm trying to change something or make things better? Then I know I'm doing it for a control reason. Yes. Versus training yourself to be like, I need to get in touch with myself. I need to know what I feel and think here and realize that the, what's causing me the pain, the hysteria, Mm. the feeling of, of losing or, or lack is my thoughts. Yeah. That's how I'm thinking about what's happening to me. So up next, Rach and I are going to talk to you about how some of the approaches that we are going to be using in 2020 that we want to share with you. Um, And of course there's going to be more than, than the ones we mentioned here, but this is a good place to start. So stick around. Okay. So now we want to talk about some strategies for making 2020 feel better and getting into alignment with the new energy that's coming. Cause we kind of mm. touched on that, that, that the world's changing and it's not going to go back. So we need to adapt to it. So Rach, um, I'll let you start. Give me yep. something that you're going to do differently in 2020 to help it feel a little easier, a little better. Well, you know, that control thing. Yeah. I'm letting go of that. <laughs> Control is the bane of all. Well, I'll try to do it. I'm trying. I'm trying. Letting you go. Letting you go. And that's okay. I will be here to constantly remind you. Let that shit go, woman. Let that shit go. Yes. yes. (laughs) Lovingly. She'll be like, put your legs up the wall and cry and then call me back. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, for me, it's, you know, having been in survival mode for a big chunk of this year and realizing that I've been very focused on what's happening in front of me and, you know, try to control, you know, hold on to things that I can control, which has clearly not served me, but it has shown me a lot. So my approach is now quite different. It's already something I've been working on and I'm seeing the shifts and changes in my external world by working on my inner world. Yes. And it's changing the focus. It's getting out of my head. It is connecting in with source, going into the void whatever you want to call it, but really getting out of this space. And the intention is not to go and get. The intention is to connect with my divine self or higher self or soul self. Pick a word. It doesn't matter. I like connect. That's good. Yeah, I really want to connect. And then the idea is that I connect and listen rather than shout my demand, so to speak. Listen for the divine plan for me. Mm. Now, I know... We know our soul plan because we get the inspiration. So there's a lot of things that I have done that have been divinely inspired, but then I've taken the human part of me has taken over to try and control what it looks like, how it does it, and to make it make money, all of that. That's been very much the control human or smaller part of me. So next year it's about letting go of the, the plans and the control and the attachment, all of that, and really settling into the arms of my divine self and going, okay, I'm here on the 3D world to be an instrument for 
the divine or for the universe to do my role, whatever my role happens to be. I'm willing to do my role now without (laughs) stopping it or getting in my own way, trying to control everything. And I already know that when I do that, when I rest in the arms of that energy, I get guided to things, angels show up in my life. Um, All my needs have been met and continue to be met. The more I stay in that space of complete loving trust that and and prepared and open to do what I'm here to do. You know, like as you were talking, I was I was reminded of when we were doing the Epic Year workshop and we were all doing our numerology and how the year 2020 itself kicks us all off of the cycle we were on and puts us back on a it's almost like we went in reverse, you know what I mean? Like think about the numbers. Mm-hmm. The sequence where you go to you're at what a 44 and you're and you're jumping back to a 12. Isn't yes. that interesting? And same thing with me, like further down the line and then jump back to a, to a smaller number. And it, when I first saw that happen, I was like, Oh my God. Like I kept in my brain. I'm like, the trajectory just keeps moving forward. I'm thinking linearly and what, mm-hmm. what the universe is showing me through numerology is how we're doing this rotation. And the reason why I bring it up, it's almost like a second, a second opportunity mm. is coming here. Like we get to go back a little bit, (laughs) like go backwards, go, you know, if you want to, if you, if I sat down and thought about it, and this might be something I do with you privately, where I look and see when was the last time I was at this place? Because I wasn't there that long ago, actually. It was something like 2016. I need to look again. Um, And I'll tell you, but it's almost like we're going back in, in energy frequency wise to redo something. Mm. to do it differently, differently. And, and everybody's doing it. So this isn't just uh, pertaining to me and reach. This is no, numerology no. for everybody. We're in 2020. When you hit your birthday, you're going to go back. Uh, I have to look at the, the numbers, but it's almost like it's a few nine, nine years. years. I think it's a nine year. Yeah. It's the end mm. of a nine year cycle. So mm. yeah, we're going back to do something else. It's cause like we get this second opportunity. So she's talking about, connecting with the divine and we were just talking about transactional thinking and how she's saying she's going to listen that's different than saying do this for me higher self or yeah do this for me god (laughs) yeah help me make this easier i mean these are the things that we've been saying help me make this easier make this go away make this happen you know we're sitting from our i always equated to having a child sitting on your lap with a a, an older wiser adult right Mm -hmm. it's the child going but i want the chocolate Give me the chocolate. What have I got to do to get the chocolate? In the meantime, we're thinking, well, you want energy and you want to grow up big and strong. You're going to have to have the vegetables. <laughs> well, and, and mm. what I just dropped into me was the fact that over the past few years, um, you know, and especially around, you know, manifestation, stuff like that, that got really popular. And it was how universe, how can you serve me? And the mm. shift here is universe. How can I serve you? Exactly. Oh, I got the shivers on that. And that yeah. is exactly the shift. And the suffering is coming from those of us who've been holding on to the old way of doing it. It's like it's time, you know, th- there are big things that need to happen in the world, big things. And we've had playtime. You know, the, the universe has let us just do our thing and go, oh, that's cute. <laughs> you do that. <laughs> but that's not the real work. No. Now the real work is really 
really stepping into that, what we call, you know, we've talked about faith and trust, but this is a whole other level. This is actually surrendering and letting go of our human plans and trusting that all our needs are met along the journey of serving, you know, for want of the term, the greater good. Absolutely. I mean, that is, that's so huge. If you think about the, the pinnacle, the end point of this nine-year cycle is to go back and do it again, but this time sit on the wiser version's lap and say, yeah. "How? what can I do for you? Right? <laughs> like, how can I be here for you? Uh, yeah. It changes. Now we're finally, we were leading to listen now. It's like, we've, I think that's what this year has been a big, like if I look at it, it's really, you know, I've been banging my head up against a brick wall going, you know, what do I need to do? What needs to change? And and now it's, I'm so not defeated, but I'm so, it's like a child with a tantrum. You've got to wait till they run out the tantrum and they've exhausted themselves. And then they look at you and go, well, what do I need to do? Yeah. And here we are. And the, I'm not the only one No. sitting with our divine selves in the universe going, okay, I get it. What do I need to do? Absolutely. And, and taking the, I mean, a big part of the expectation thing, which, you know, is the part of control that I I identify with. But there's this feeling that comes up when you expect things to happen, like you did the work, you show up and then you expect something to happen. There's a a lot of anger that gets misdirected at other people, (laughs) uh, the world in general, Mm -hmm. the way things work. Right? A Customer lot of- service people <laughs> who are just trying to do their best to get your laptop to you. Inanimate <laughs> objects. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, they cop it. <laughs> There's a lot of, of this feeling of like being angry and lashing out and feeling like that was unfair. Or, well, and that's, and you know, unfairness. God, that is victim mentality right there. Yeah. Right? It <laughs> Damn is. it. Damn it. <laughs> Love yourself. <laughs> Love the part of you that feels like the victim. I do. Well, but just what I realize. So one of the practices that I do when I realize that I'm in the expectation mode and I've lost it, I've lost my shit and I'm projecting onto events, other people, inanimate objects (laughs) is I've actually been practicing recalling my negative energy back. Mm. I say, I, I call back any unintentional psychic attack and I yeah. ask for the, I ask for higher help to transform it back to pure energy. Beautiful. So I've been really caught. So it's, and that's the thing, right? Is just because we're saying we're going to do this doesn't mean we're perfect angels who figured it out and we're going to have a, a trouble-free Ooh. life. It just means this is what I'm trying to do. This is what I'm, yeah. I'm intending to do. So many times on the path of trying to get it right, we get it wrong. Yeah. We make the same mistakes over and over. We go back to the old thinking that's very comfortable or dominant or default. Mm. Yeah. And it's not about kicking yourself that you did it again, but rather like in them. So I, I've been practicing that a lot. I'm like, oh, I did it again. I'm mad. I'm mad about this thing that I, I remember it was yesterday. It was, I was mad at the mind Valley guy. I like him. I don't know his name. <laughs> vision. Yeah. Vision. vision. Yeah. I was pissed at vision because he posted on Facebook, on Instagram about, you know, black Friday is a bunch of bullshit. You should stop. And I'm like, that's, that's how I feed my family. You know, I was pissed at vision. And I was like, wow, I'm sending a lot of psychic attack to him. And I called it all back. And I asked for St. Germain, who is the keeper mm-hmm. of the violet flame to help me transmute it. And it really helps 
right? It's okay mm. to have your human self Fantastic. react and want <laughs> to control and do its thing. That's okay. Mm. And the higher self will come in and be like, hey, is that how you want to behave? That's what I say to my kids when they're, have, you know, when they're having them. Is that the who you really want where, to be? Yeah. Is that no. how you want to be? No. Do you like it when someone no. does it to you? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> how would you like to be different? Well? That's right. <laughs> so you give yourself the opportunity. And, I, and all I'm saying is that in 2020, I hope to increase that. Right. I. I mm. hope to be the better version of myself, but when I'm not, I hope that I quickly recover and readjust. Exactly. And readjust. And part yeah. of, I feel like part of being an, of service is to retract negative energy because we do, I think we do send it out unintentionally. We have no intention. Yeah. I have no intention of vision being psychically no. attacked by me, but I did. I did send it. Because of my own mm. feelings of frustration and lack of control and feeling like something was working against me. Mm. Yes. So having the, I guess, the maturity to do the cleanup of your side of the street. Yeah. The other, the other thing that is really, really important, and it's a practice that I'm, I'm working on, and I'm by all, no means completely perfect at it, is staying as much as I can in the present moment. Mm. I have caught myself many times thinking something about the past, projecting into a future that is worried about something or trying to protect from something or trying to, you know, I will have conversations in my head with someone about something that I don't necessarily need to have that conversation with. It's like I'm preparing for the fight, but there's no fucking fight. That's right. But that, and that is, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's actually a form of psychic attack. We don't, right. and, and we don't mean to do it. No. We're just trying to move through those negative emotions that we're and butting up against. Somehow make it easier for ourselves, but that's not the way it is. So what I've, I've started to do is to come back into the present moment and just breathe and feel my body on the couch to force myself to just look at my kids and focus on what they're doing and just get lost in being the observer. All of that helps me to come back into the present moment. And what I found was the first couple of times I did it, I'd do it for like 10 seconds ago. It's not working. <laughs> like, You're like, not, fast not fast enough. Not fast enough. I'm still thinking things. Okay, now come back, come back, come back. It took a little while. A lot, you know, and we know that the emotions are a chemical process. They can take up to 12 minutes to subside, which means you need to be really committed to staying in the moment. 12 minutes, guys, listen. Up to 12 minutes. Remember mm-hmm. that. Okay, good. If it's a really, really serious emotion, it's going to take about 12 minutes of doing something that's going to break your state where you stop focusing on it and do something else for those emotions to disappear so you can move forward. Just keep but be gentle know. on yourself. Just keep bringing yourself back. So that's my focus is to have continue with more awareness to keep bringing myself back to the present moment out of the past and out of the future and spend more time in the quantum void being open, staying open to the information that is there for me to bring through or to learn or to connect and 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 follow the plan my higher self's plan and speaking of the plan let's talk about that because one of the things that you and i get together and do we've done it two years now is we do that epic year workshop which has already happened but one of the big things we get clear about is why do i want what i want (laughs) yes 
Why do you want? So having clarity about that and understanding that the, the, uh, externals that we think we're, we're moving towards. And we've heard this so many times, but it, it bears repeating that it's not always the thing we think we want, like the, mm-hmm. the job or the romance. It's the, the feeling, feeling state that we want. Yes. And we've really attached to the externals again about what yeah. that looks like. Big time. So one of the things that I've, I have sat down and done is, I've gotten clear about what I want to experience in my work. And it's, it's really about how I want to feel doing my work. And I've let go of what it has to look like. Right. And I've let go of needing it by a certain time. And now I know that from an energetic perspective, I mean, that's already in the quantum field. That is absolutely part of the plan. And for me to allow it to flow means that I've got to also get into alignment with it. So I've got to get into alignment with it to allow it to come in. Now, that's a little bit different to going into the quantum field and saying, I want this and I want to, you know, want this car at this time at this, you know, very different thing. It's very much about staying open to the inspiration to become an instrument is mm, yeah no an, an inst- instrument of the universe an instrument of thy yeah. peace that's my favorite yeah. uh, a saint francis assisi quote is make yeah. me an instrument of thy peace i i love mm. that one and i think that's where we you know that's a big part of it and in order to do that it's about staying in that you know the highest vibration is is really us focusing on how we want to feel doing the thing that we're doing that is helping us to get into the high vibration is helping us to stay open to how that looks and what that looks like. That's beautiful. So I want to wrap up. I want to do a quick bullet points of the things that we are talking about practicing more in 2020. Mm. So we're going to practice non-transactional behavior, which means, you know, sitting with yourself to, to, to simply experience yourself. That's one Mm. thing. Yeah. Doing something purely for the experience of it rather than expecting something back. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and learning what, co- because we're always, we, we do get something, we get a, more awareness, we get more um, information about ourselves. This is how we're going to grow and expand and know more Ooh. of ourselves. Another point that Rach made was surrender. Oh Sorry. God. Right. Let that shit go. Lady. Just let, let it that shit go. practice letting go of the expectations <laughs> and the trying to control it, trying to hang your energy on something external, which moves me to the next point, which is root your sense of security into the internal plane. This yes. is something <laughs> that we're going to have to continue asking, well, what does that mean? And I think that that is work that we have to do individually because what it might mean for me may be very different for Rach or for you listening. So ask yourself, I I need to root my security into the internal plane and just go there and be with that idea and ask, what is that? What does that mean? And then the other bullet point is then listen, really listen, listen. spend more time listening. Exactly. Mm. Spend more time listening. And I I mean, that's a a very basic um, healthy relationship any healthy relationship has people who are both willing to be completely open and just listen, less talking, more listening. And those are really the, the, the most healing 
and magical relationships are the ones that listening is really present in where you can go to some, I mean, that's, I I would say that 90% of the time, that's what saves me is Mm. having people around who are willing to listen and then being that space for someone else. Because if you want, you want to feel better, be that space for somebody else, be of Mm. service, be there for them. And it'll, what you'll, will what you realize when you get an opportunity to be there for someone else is your strength. Ooh. You really get to experience your strength by being a space for someone else. Yeah. And then Rach made a great point and I want to reinforce it. It takes at least 12 minutes to move your emotional state. So when you are trying to get out of a, a lower frequency, a lower feeling and you're doing an intense one, the breath work or, Mm. or putting your hand on your heart, give yourself at least 12 minutes, allow that to do the shifting in that time, rather than expecting yourself. Okay. Okay. Now shift. I'm doing the breathing. (laughs) Why am I not feeling better? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And then the final point that I want to remind us all of is that we're shifting from a paradigm when we are asking the universe to serve us and then we're moving towards asking how we can be of service to the universe. Mm. And I think that is a really amazing place to go. I think that that's going to be the game changer for, for so much for how we experience this world is if we can really shift into that, if we can adapt and move ourselves into how we can be of service to the whole. I think that, the universe is just eagerly waiting for us to, <laughs> to all do that now. Let's, let's do it yeah. now. It's like, okay, come on. Let's go. Let's stop the squabbling down there. Like, come on. <laughs> I see it like, I mean, I know it's not judgmental like a parent, but it's like, all right, we're done with that now. Let's go. <laughs> or as I say, chop, chop, little onion. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. So. Up next, Rach and I are going to share with you our final thoughts on this podcast, so stay tuned. Okay, so I'm back with my bestie, Rach Wilson. I just got my kids herded out of the room, so (laughs) we've got a few more minutes left, but I just wanted to um, give some final thoughts about 2019. I can't say it without <laughs> laughing. <laughs> like I have pretty much written that one off and 2020. So I wanted to start with you, Rach. Like what are, what is this all kind of like brought up for you? Uh, you know, what was, as we're coming into the end of 2019 and it has been a very challenging year on many levels. Um, I do feel quite grateful actually for the experiences it has shown me a lot of ways that, like we said, I've, I've been trying to control, you know, old patterns that I, I truly haven't let go of. And, and I am very willing and open to do things very differently. So, you know, and I know that there are a lot of people out there who are also feeling the same pinch of the year and I want them to know that they're not alone and, you know, next year is going to be better if you can really have a look at, reflect on what's happened this year and what were the bigger learnings? Where have you, maybe some of what we've said today is is going to help you to understand part of your experience and the suffering you've experienced. And, you know, it's now's the time to make a different decision. I've got another month left of 2019 
I'm not waiting for 2020. I'm putting this, you know, this is the practice time for me really to get this stuff right. right. Practice it. Practice it. Practice, practice. So by the time we hit January 1, 2020, I'm going to be a pro. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. You know, I've been talking about Dr. Joe Dispenza all year, ever since I read his book, uh, Becoming Supernatural. I'm in love with that guy. I love his work. Love what he's talking about. It is so... Uh, it's been really transformational. And one of the points that he makes in the book is that gratitude is one of the highest frequency states Mm. that you can be in. And that if you're trying to call in a, your future self, right? If you're trying to connect more with these, these different points that we talked about, like being in of service, more surrendering, connecting to your higher self, that's a version of future you. And one of the, one of the strongest ways to create that close connection is to move your frequency higher. And you do that. You can do that through gratitude. And I know that with some of the stuff that has come through this year, I mean, people have gotten hit in in different areas and hard, and it can be so easy to be like this whole year sucked. It can be really easy to go black and white and just be like, this was shitty and I'm done. And I don't want to do this anymore. But with that, there were also some beautiful, beautiful moments. Mm. And depending on expectations, so this kind of goes back to um, metrics, how you're measuring Mm. what you experience. And if you have a very limited set of metrics, for example, if I'm measuring it based on the number of sales I got during Black Friday, (laughs) I might feel like this year really pooped on me. But... (laughs) I, I also, at the same time as that was happening, got some amazing support from my bestie, from my husband. My kids are just two little awesome beings that bring such joy into my life. And I get them every day. Mm. And when I think about that, I'm like, wow, I am really blessed. Yeah. Right. There's so much. And that's just, just a little snippet of where I could find real appreciation and gratitude. If I, if I spend more time in it pretty soon, mm. life looks like life looks pretty sunny, even in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Bye-bye 2019. <laughs> Can't say I'll be too upset to see you go. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so... And and then in the final thoughts, I want to make sure people know that they're not alone. That was the mm. impetus of recording this awesome podcast. I've had such a fun time doing this with Rach and we'll have, definitely have to do it again. <laughs> yeah. But I do want to, uh, Rach's message on Facebook was about letting people know they're not alone. And I wanted to take an opportunity to say, really, you're not. Mm. We're, we are all going through this, even if it's at different times. And it is okay to ask for help. Definitely. It is okay to ask for someone to listen to you. Even if you feel like all you're doing is complaining, it doesn't matter. It is okay. And it's okay to ask for your needs to be met, which is that can be difficult and scary. And yet you still have needs. Yeah. And it's, yeah. No one's needs are less. Like I think what happens is, and this is just another sidetrack, People don't share their stories sometimes because they know that other people have it worse. And I certainly did the same thing. What I want to say is 
it doesn't matter if somebody has it worse, that there is someone who has it worse, but it doesn't take away from your feeling of struggle and pain. That's You're true. allowed to feel the struggle and pain that whatever has brought to you this year, um, it's just as valid as someone who's going through something you would consider worse. So one of the things that I did say in my, my post was we are all in life together. So lean on each other as you need to. It's how we get through into better times. And I love that. That's the perfect place to wrap this up. And before we go, if you want to hear more from Rach, Rach, how can they stay in touch with you or hear more from you or, or learn about what you're offering now yeah. or in the future? Tell, I know, right? tell us. I'm, I'm slowly coming back to work, I promise. But for the, mo- for the moment, you can see what I'm doing in terms of the mindset transformation tools, Source for Shift. So if they go to source for shift, S-O-U-R-C-E, the number four, S-A, oh, God, shift, shift, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Sourceforshift.com, people. It will also be written in the transcription notes oh, just in case God. anyone is like, source for shit, okay? <laughs> yeah, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can reach me there or email me, rage at sourceforshift.com if you want to reach out and have a chat. Um, and then as of next year, you'll start to see some things shifting and moving and, and happening in that space as I finally get back to some level of work. Awesome. I will. I cannot wait to see what you do next. It's going to be so exciting. Well, I'll let and you it- know what my divine <laughs> self tells me. <laughs> I can't wait to hear about it. And thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. Oh, you will be back. I will trick you if I have to (laughs) somehow, but you'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. (laughs) It's so awkward. It's kind of like, bye. (laughs) See y'all. Thank you for joining me. Be sure to visit me at blithestarlight.com and subscribe to my list. That way you'll never miss an episode of the Modern Mystic Soul podcast, which can also be found on Spotify, iTunes, and all your favorite podcasting platforms. You can also find me on YouTube, Instagram, and Pinterest as Blythe Starlight. Until next time, stay magical.